Hello and welcome to the second in a series of podcasts called In Tune from the Scottish Music Centre. I'm Keith Beatty and we are delighted to have Jamie Houston from Creative Scotland. How are you, Jamie? I'm very well, thanks. It's great to, see, great to hear from you. Good, you too. Um, I'm just going to go through a few few wee questions just to sort of prep for. Um, just really find out how you got into music in the first place. What made you go pick music? Well, as for many people, most folk who work in music, music was always just my passion, really. It was just, it was my, um, I was brought up in quite a musical household. Um, it was always music kicking about. Uh, it was always my aspiration to be in a band, really. Never, ever wanted to do anything else. Um, so at school, um, at the music lessons, etc., was lucky enough to get a few piano lessons, which uh, I quickly rebelled against by uh, picking up an old guitar. It's the same old story, but um, yeah, started channeling my interests in the, the Beatles and the Beach Boys and all these things that were introduced to me um, through a beaten up old uh, acoustic guitar. And um, yeah, I backed that enough for, for my folks to, to, to actually invest in a, a, a wee Squire Telecaster that um, inspired me to take it a wee bit further. I just practiced a lot. So yeah, schoolwork was uh, put aside for me in favour of music, really. Um, and that's what I channeled all my energy into. Uh, after school, I just uh, I went on and did uh, a music course at the North Glasgow College. Um, in Springburn, um, took that through as far as I could to HMD. Uh, met some great people through that, lecturers and like-minded souls like myself. Um, Realised there was a whole world out there of uh, people people wanting to be in bands. And um, growing up in a wee village uh, just north of Glasgow, there weren't that many folk who were that interested in music. So that was really my introduction to a lot of folk. I still see around in the industry today, which is great. So is that where you met the sort of guys you played in the band with? Is that where you met the band? No, uh, no, it's not actually. Um, I met uh, the lead singer of our band uh, in an Asda in Bishop Briggs, where I, where I worked. Um, so Kev was a local, and I was working on a checkout, and he, I don't know what it was. Um, I had long hair and a... I looked like I was in a band and he started to chat me up. Yeah, uh, you. <laughs> eventually he gave me a demo tape once I told him I played the guitar. Um loved this stuff. It was reminiscent of uh, what I was listening to at the time, kind of Elliot Smith stuff and mm-hmm. uh, a clear Beach Boys Beatles kind of thread through it and I could really identify with that. So um really that was the basis of where I started the band and that was when I was about twenty. Right, wow. It's incredible. And so from that, from, from playing the band, you obviously did the recordings you did in the touring. Um, what, what was the shift from, from that and the events and working in events? Was there a, a, like one person that sort of was responsible for that, a figure being responsible for that, or did you just find your way in? How did that for happen? Me working in, in, in events in the city, you mean? And just uh-huh. sure. Well, um, yeah, essentially we had to, it was kind of a, a shift in career altogether. Um, I'd worked in telly for a, a number of years, uh, in the early 20s, um, as did uh, Kev from the band as well. You know, so we were both uh, working in STV and then did a bit of freelance 
um, working in dramas and things like that. But all the while looking to do music, um, it's probably worth mentioning there was nothing really like there is just now at that time. I'm talking maybe just the early 2000s. Um, we didn't have big conferences like White Days. We didn't have resources like uh, Scottish Music Centre. We didn't have um, SMIE, these types of really valuable resources at the time to tap into. So we were, it was very DIY. We were just knocking together demos and that kind of thing. And eventually it worked. <laughs> and we got a deal with Island Universal Records, uh, much to our shock. Um, made an album and did a lot of touring. And that was fantastic. But um, ultimately that lasted to that whole process from start to, I, I don't want to say finish because it never really, never really ended. But um, for a bit, it went on for about 10 years really, from about 2000 um, right. to about 2010. And then um, let's just say life, uh, other priorities took. Mm-hmm. Life gets in the way. Aye. Yeah, which is, sure. which is wonderful. But uh, <laughs> by that time, um, yeah, the band was no longer with Island, um, and we continued just an, an indie label, uh, a Spanish indie label called The Elephant, which is a great label. Uh, we're still with them actually. Um, but in 2010, we, we had to focus on earning money other ways. So I got a job with uh, the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall. Um, was there for a few years actually. Uh, first of all, doing marketing. And then moving into the event site where I was actually um, looking after the diary. Um, a little bit at the concert hall, but when the uh, Kevin Grove bandstand opened, um, I was given the task of essentially looking after the bookings for that mm-hmm. um, on behalf of Glasgow Life. So that was, uh, that was keep, uh, making a lot of contact with the promoters, like regular music, EF, um, etc who I already had contact with through the concert hall and through kids. But um, regular music were the first to really make the make the big jump for the, mm-hmm. the Kiln Grove bandstand after the Commonwealth Games. That's right. um, that, was a, that was a fantastic series of events. Which in, some ways it's a, next year. Aye. in some ways a dream job for somebody is sort of booking for Kelvin Grove bandstand. Is there any like massive highlights for you from, from doing that job? Well, to be to be honest, I was I was representing the the Glasgow Life during that time. So the bookings were made by the promoters within it. Mm-hmm. I was looking after some of the more community based gigs there. Yeah. Um. So I can't take credit for things like <laughs> Brian Wilson and Teenage Band Club and the Pixies playing at Kilgore Bandstand, but um, it was certainly brilliant to watch mm-hmm. it uh, change over the years. From what I remember it as in the, yeah. the 90s, been a bit dilapidated to say the least. Uh, um, to suddenly see Brian Wilson playing there, that I was know. fantastic. Incredible. Um, so, so moving on from that, when you sort of took the role with Creative Scotland, like it's it's always great to see you at these things like the Great Escape or Wide Days. It's, it's great to see your presence there, and you're, you're always very 100% there. Um, like what what led into that and doing the support for these bands with South by Southwest and and the Great Escape? So yeah, I mean, I suppose getting a job at Creative Scotland was uh, was was fantastic for me. It was just the right time. Um, it felt like a real combination of my work 
uh, well, I suppose in the public sector working for Glasgow Life, um, had a good understanding of, of this, how that operated. Um, but also coming more directly personally from, from the band perspective, um, an understanding, I suppose, the needs of bands, how, how that works, what the dynamics are like, um, I suppose having relationships to Scotland with promoters and musicians. Um, I suppose it's given me a capacity to understand how bands operate and what people um, people want from it, which varies. Mm -hmm. um, our experience is very different to other people's. We understand yeah. that, but uh, I think in essence, the the want to make music is just, just something you can best understand when you want to do it yourself. I know you almost can't help it. Aye. Absolutely. For sure. Mm -hmm. And how is that? How's the job job changed for you over the last uh, couple of months with the coronavirus? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, a, a big a big part of my job is meeting people, mm -hmm. going out to gigs, uh, talking to people face to face, giving them advice about the uh, routes to funding, routes to support organisations, and uh, just letting people know what's available in terms of uh, resource. A lot of that Creative Scotland already. Um, support through funding uh, programs through the YMI, for example, Music Plus, uh, or the RFO program through the Scottish Music Centre, and also SMIE and support other um, platforms uh, like showcasing through domestically through White Days, um, but more internationally through our commitment to the PRS Foundation's International Showcasing Fund, which gets bands out to places like South by Southwest and to Reaper Band, Iceland Airwaves, um, Eurosonic and that type of thing. So um, yeah, the, 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 I, I talk a lot about that kind of support to people directly. I always encourage people to speak to me face-to-face um, -face if they can. So yeah, most of my days made up with uh, meetings and uh, Externally and internally, and doing a lot of assessments, so it's um, it's changed a lot. You know, being being at home uh, has been different, but uh, it's been um, yeah, we've we've been able to support people. I, I think through this difficult time, through for example our bridging bursaries program, which enabled people in the sector to apply for up to two and a half thousand pounds to support them for a few months uh, and also we've been um, creating the new uh, Sustaining Creative Development Fund which is a repurposed open project fund and yeah. um, so I've been offering people a lot of support around that and it's been really designed to directly tackle what we're facing at the moment in terms of lockdown and we're interested in hearing people's responses to that. Excellent. And what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Is it just through email or, or on the on the site? Yeah, well, I mean, um, there's an inquiries uh, line at Creative Scotland. There's an inquiries email, which is inquiries at creativescotland.com. People are welcome to to email me. My email is jamie.houston at creativescotland.com. Excellent. So, Jamie, just lastly, I just want to thank you for taking the time to speak to me today. And that's been great to get that information across. And let people know a bit more about who you are. That's an absolute pleasure, Keith. Uh, right. Yeah, no problem at all. Excellent. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.
Thanks, Keith. Cheers, Keith. Cheers, Jamie. Thanks.